Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your host, Philip Randazzo. And we're live. Yield Mastermind Talks. What is happening? This is your host, Philip Randazzo, and it's Monday. As you know, we have an exclusive never before heard, which I think is what exclusive entails. So I just kind of said the same thing twice. Our guest today would not be happy. She is a copywriter and she's all about making sure you say things correctly and uh, and with pizzazz. So we're going to get into that. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're glad to have you here with us for the next little bit. Um, I'm super pumped to bring you guys the episode today. We have a fantastic guest. Like I said, I'm just going to go ahead and get into her bio here. We are going to be hearing from McKenna Sage. And McKenna is a direct response copywriter and marketing strategist who helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs attract more clients and earn more money online. Sounds good to me. She supports experts, authors, speakers, and coaches to create irresistible copy and marketing funnels. The result is prospects that become clients, which is what ultimately those of us who have businesses are looking for. And then with that, clients who become lifelong fans, which is the ultimate goal for all of us who are you know, trying to help people with a product or a business or service, whatever we're, we're offering. So guys, to learn more about her and what she's up to, www.onlinemarketingwithheart.com. And we had a fantastic conversation. She is a very in-tune person. She is definitely someone who's going to kind of make you think about the ways that you do things. I know for me, you know, I'm a very structured guy. I have all these structures in place. My day is very regimented. And, and she, while she does have structure, she makes that very clear in the interview or conversation rather, she likes to go with the flow. She has fluidity. She she hits on a lot of awesome, awesome ideas and things that she does that have helped her become successful at her young age. Guys, enough of me. Let's get to my conversation with Miss McKenna Sage. Enjoy. You are listening to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Fuel 101. Now, guys, if you're looking for a book that's going to help give you a framework to succeed, to reach your goals, to accomplish those things you've always wanted to accomplish, to take that leap of faith, maybe get you out of your comfort zone a little bit, you know, you might be a person that isn't quite sold on personal development books, self help books, maybe you're a young person who doesn't feel like the books relate to you, you could be any age. Rocket Fuel 101 is a six-step process that's going to propel you towards your goals and stop you from drifting through life. This is one of those books that's going to provide you with a framework. This six-step process is going to help you figure out your passions, pick a trajectory, you know, launch your mission, go ahead, set those goals, go 100% at it. If you're going to bring people along with you, you're going to find a mastermind network. There's so many things that this book is going to give you. You do not want to miss out on getting a copy for yourself. And 
In sponsoring the show, Rocket Fuel 101 is going to give you 15% off any and all purchases of books, whether it be the hard copy or ebook. All you have to do is go to the Rocket Fuel 101 numbers, Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. Again, that's the Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. And when you're at the checkout, type in the promo code podcast. That's promo code podcast. You are going to receive 15% off your purchase. And this is something, it's not a one-time deal. You will get this no matter how many purchases you make. All right. So here's what I want you guys to do in this order. Go to the Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. Get yourself, your friends, your family, whoever you want, get them a copy of the book, enter promo code podcast, and start reading. You guys don't want to miss out on this. All right. Hello, Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo, and I am here with McKenna Sage. McKenna, how's it going? Going great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad we got you on the show. Yeah, me too. Excited to be here. Yeah, that's great. So for you guys listening in the audience, McKenna and I met at an event called Archangel Academy. This event took place at the end of January in LA, and uh, we sat next to each other at at a table, and once she started telling me about her story and what she does, I just knew she had to be on the show. So Mm -hmm. McKenna, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving us a little bit of background in terms of, you know, who you are, kind of what led you on this path to to doing what you're doing now. Mm, Yeah, of course. So um, what I do is I'm a copywriter and marketing strategist. So I do online marketing essentially. And my uh, clientele are what I call purpose-driven entrepreneurs. So basically that means anyone who's out to make a positive difference in the world with their work. So typically those are um, people in the personal development or coaching and business spaces or um, health and wellness. I have a lot of both both kind of industries. Um, so the way that all kind of came to be was that I grew up actually in the personal development world. So my parents are coaches and have been doing that for about 30 and 35 years respectively. So it was a really unique upbringing because these days a lot of people know about coaching and, you know, sort of personal development. But when I was growing up, it was uh, not really something that was popular. Yeah. So um it was really unique, you know. I would tell people, "Oh, my parents are coaches," and they'd say, "Are they football coaches?" And <laughs> I was like, uh, "No." And you know, as a little kid, trying to explain what they did was, yeah. was pretty complicated. But um, anyway, it was really a blessing, you know. I was homeschooled. We traveled the world. We were, you know, in their seminars growing up, and um, just exposed to a lot of really phenomenal, you know, work and people and so forth. Um, So I, you know, always had a love of reading and writing and sort of an aptitude for that. And when the internet marketing wave really started to hit um, in the personal development and coaching space in the last 10 years or so, um, my mom realized that I was a writer and she realized that, you know, she's great at speaking and coaching and so forth, but um, not so much at the writing, you know, for online piece. And so when I was 17, she had me uh, start writing copy for her business and just studying what other, you know, great copywriters and, and people were doing at the time. And so that's sort of how it all began. Um, I went on to, to study international business in college. I thought I was going to go the corporate route um, and, you know, went on one job interview for a corporate job my senior year and just said, I can't 
there's no way I can't do this. I can't sit in an office every day and, you know, be, you know, have this slow climb up the corporate ladder and, you know, only get X number of vacation days a year. I just said, you know, this is not for me as, as much as, you know, for some people maybe the perfect thing. Um, so with that, I said, well, what can I do? You know, I, I got this business degree. I have this really unique upbringing and, and I thought, well, copy was something that always seemed to be in demand. It was something that people always seemed to need. And uh, I had this sort of unique positioning in that uh, I could really write in this voice. I have a really deep understanding of a lot of sort of personal development. And then health and wellness, I find, is actually really related. Um, so that's what I started doing. I, I started my business about three and a half years ago. And um it's just kind of snowballed, lots of lessons, lots of ups and downs and <laughs> learning along the way, which I'm sure we'll get into. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. And that's, that's, you know, the, the good and bad that, that comes with, you know, running your own business, there is the ups and there is the downs and I'm definitely looking forward to diving in. And, uh, you actually had me beat. I went on two corporate job interviews after, mm. after college and, uh, <laughs> realized, man, there is just zero way that I fit in, in, in this crowd. And you're right. You know, yeah. it does work for some people. Um, but I, I find that people who are really good at, at, you know, they're, they're self-starters. They're good at doing things on their own. They don't need to be told how mm. to do things and when to do things. I think those are the people that really don't fit all that well in that environment. But, mm. you know, mm. you really did have a, a, a an interesting upbringing and a unique upbringing that your parents were coaches. And, you know, my dad was an entrepreneur and I learned so many things that I'm sure a lot of people and a lot of those who are listening right now probably didn't get the chance to learn. So what are some of the the key things that your parents taught you at a very, very early age that, that really has helped you become successful? Mm, yeah, I think, um, I think one of the things you touched on is being a self-starter and, having like the entrepreneurial mindset. And I think this is valuable, whether you are an entrepreneur or even in a job. Um, you know, I think having that sense of ownership and really looking to see how can you go above and beyond and, you know, go for the results you want. It's not about, you know, working a certain number of hours in the day. It's about what are the results you want? What is the impact you want to create, et cetera. And then, um, you know, that could mean at times as an entrepreneur that we're working, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. And then that could mean at times we're, you know, taking weeks off or um, what have you, but really um, not sort of approaching necessarily having your own business like a job where it's like, okay, I have to, you know, work nine to five every day. And you do have to have some structures in place, but it's really about sort of, um, again, being really self-motivated and, um, and, uh, yeah, going for the results you want. So I think there were several little pieces, you know, tucked into that. Yeah, <laughs> that no. And, and there. It, but, um, yeah, I think being, I think being a self-starter and, and really going for, uh, what you want and not being afraid to take some, some risks, you know, um, and look and not look like you have it all together all the time. Um, I, I've heard something said that, uh, leaders aren't the people who have all the answers. They're the people who are willing to be the most vulnerable. Um, mm. 
the most often to push themselves out of their comfort zone. Those are the people that people look to as leaders, as role models. Um, the ones that look like they, you know, try so hard to look like they have it all together, people actually don't have as much respect for. So I think that's a lot of entrepreneurship as well as being willing to just try it and fall on your face if you fall on your face, you know, so yeah, uh, man. get up and try something else. <laughs> yeah, that's such great advice. I mean, you to be vulnerable is such a powerful thing. And then, uh, you know, something else that you hit on that I really resonate with is it's not how many hours that you work in the day, it's the results that you're getting. And I think mm-hmm. that mixed with, you know, just being being willing to take some risk. I think that's where a lot of people struggle. They they have their comfort zones and anytime they step out of it, you know, there's obviously a whole bunch of uncertainty and, and the safety and, you know, just being comfortable is, is people get stuck in that way of life. And so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. Now, you know, you touched on there, there's ups and downs in, in any business or, you know, any challenge or journey that people go on. So what what are some of the things that you do personally when you have, you know, a challenging obstacle or a roadblock that comes up? What are some of the things that keeps you going? One of the biggest things is I've learned that, you know, we sort of think of it as ups and downs and as this roller coaster, which life can be, right? But someone recently said to me, it's more like ebbs and flows or sort of this natural weaving, um, you know, inhale, exhale, like, it's just the way life goes, right? There's, mm-hmm. there's sort of these different periods, it's never all going to be um, a high, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's never all going to be like, up, 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 up. So what I've really learned is to rather than resisting the what feel like the downs, or, you know, if you are thinking of sort of as ups and downs, rather than resisting those contraction periods, or times when, you know, you, you sense that something needs to change, but you're not sure exactly how to do it yet, or whatever the challenge may be. Um, I've learned to really know that that's all part of the process and to, you know, enjoy the kind of high points when they're there and also enjoy, you know, the, the periods of contraction. So just to give you an example, like, um, I'd say reg- semi-regularly, you know, I'll go, 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 I'll be expanding, all this stuff will be happening in my business, whatever. And then there'll be a day where I just, I'm, I'm tired, you know, or I've, I've done a lot or some challenge mm-hmm. comes up or whatever. So instead of sort of resisting and trying to like get right back on track and just get back on the ball, um, I'll actually, which is one of the great, you know, benefits of working from home, sometimes <laughs> I'll just go home, you know, crawl in bed and watch TV all day, which sounds crazy, right? It's like, oh, shouldn't you just get right back on the ball? But what happens is when I stop resisting the fact that there's this this contraction um, and let it just move through, within 10, 12 hours, I have my energy back and I'm ready to go again. So, you know, that's just one example and just recognizing that there are cycles. There are times when things are going to be, you know, again, expanding and, and going well and what have you. And then there are times when when you sort of need to to take it easy or to meditate or to turn inward. Um, so I'd, I'd say that's the biggest lesson I've learned is just that, um, you know, don't expect it to always be sort of on and up. And when it isn't, then, you know, just kind of surrender to that and it will pass more quickly, if that makes sense. That makes total sense. And I, and I love the phrasing that you use. And of course, you, you being a copywriter, you, you have, <laughs> you have the, the phrases <laughs> down, but you know, the ebbs and flows versus ups and downs. I think that's a key distinction because you know, we're still talking about the same things, but I think you made such an incredible point 
looking at the downs is not, you know, those things happen. You have to just accept it. And I think a lot of people, including myself, even still, it's it's very hard to accept because, you know, when you are a self-starter, when you have this vision or dream, or maybe you're a student and you're you, you're really focused on a test that's coming up, whatever it is, it's it can be very difficult to just kind of let you know those things happen you you become very resistant to those things so i think mm-hmm. that's fantastic advice and so you know you hit on something at the end there you know you talked about you know potentially doing meditation to help with this now mm-hmm. that's part of something that i do on a daily basis i have a you know a morning ritual that i go through do you have something like that yourself a, you know a daily practice or morning practice that that you do on a daily basis that kind of keeps you grounded and centered mm. Yeah, you know, I, I go through phases. So at times I really do a morning practice and at times I'm a little more fluid. Um, but I've really, when I am doing my morning practice, um, I kind of cycle through different things. So sometimes I, I'll write my dreams or I'll write um, what are called morning pages. There's a great book called The Artist's Way, which is an old book about um, getting kind of creativity flowing, things like that. And one of the practices she talks about is morning pages, which is writing three pages nonstop. You don't, you don't have your pen stop moving. Mm. So even if you, um, even if you can't think of what to say, you just say, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> and it's this idea of like not editing yourself and kind of letting the creative, you know, whatever it is you want to write about. So sometimes I'll do that. Um, I do meditation or consciously connected breathing, which is from another book called the presence process that I've been, um, doing that process as well. I'm always sort of doing a lot of different kind of developing myself, but, um, it's a form of breathing and, and meditation. Um, I love to walk or bike, you know, move my body in the morning. And, uh, often when I'm either meditating or eating breakfast, I'll go outside and put my feet in the dirt. And, uh, some people call it earthing or grounding, just kind of connect to nature and, um, myself. So various things I kind of cycle through depending on what I feel I need. I can say that if you feel overwhelmed a lot or, um, you know, emotional ups and downs or anything like that, meditation has been huge for that, for just what it does, I think, is it really helps you connect to yourself. And I think it helps you connect. If you have a spiritual practice, it helps you connect maybe to your higher power as well. Um, and so then sort of the ebbs and flows of life that we were talking about don't feel quite as, um, crazy because you, you kind of have this solidity in yourself. That's what I've, I've found. So, yeah, that man, that's a great way to put it And something that I'm, I'm seeing with you kind of a reoccurring theme is that, you know, you, you like to kind of go with the flow and you have this, this fluidity to what you do. There's not, there is structures, like you said, there has to be structures in place, but not to the point where your life is rigid. Now for someone who like myself, um, I've gotten much better, but I'm, I'm a very rigid person or for a listener out there who has, you know, a very rigid schedule and they feel like they have to get X, Y, and Z done. And if they don't, the day's ruined, you know, what yeah. advice would you have for them in terms of just, getting to be more fluid and and what the benefit of that is. Mm. I think there's a balance. So, I mean, if you look at my Google calendar, it's pretty crazy. Sometimes I I'm, I'm actually very structured in some ways. I, I plan a lot. I book my time very, very kind of structured, but within that I have a lot of fluidity. So what I mean by that is, um, is there some sense of surrender to 
you know, what comes in the moment. So I've learned there's a, there's a, a body of work called access consciousness, which is um, just simple. Yeah. Simple kind of energy work. And, um, I love the way they phrase some of these things because it makes it really easy for people to understand. Um, one thing they say is that heaviness is a lie and light is right. Um, another way of saying that is contraction is not the right direction. Expansion is. So often when you tune in, um, and this doesn't have to be woo-woo energy. It's just like, you know, how you're feeling even in the moment. Um, if you tune in and you're, you know, thinking, oh, I have to send these 20 emails and I have this thing on the calendar and whatever, if that feels super constricting, um, then often if you, you know, kind of release that and say, you know what, what, what would feel light? What, what is feeling light? Um, sometimes maybe in that moment, um, what's actually feeling light is some creative project that you've been kind of mulling over in the background. And it's like, you're fired up about that in that moment. And if you channel your energy into that, then it, it gives you so much energy that, you know, the next day or whatever, you send those 20 emails, no problem. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes because you do have to have structure and there is something to be said for discipline and for getting stuff done, you know, not going sort of too far to the flowing of side of things where you're not actually, you know, hitting deadlines or, or doing following through on your word. But as you learn to sort of navigate um, and, and follow the energy a little bit and follow your intuition, um, it's a lot of times, like I said, things, things work out in a way that might be different than you planned, but is actually so much more perfect and you end up getting just as much or more done. So it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but I just recommend people start like playing with that a little bit. Like what, what feels light right now? What feels expansive? Um, it's not always necessarily the easy thing to do either. Easy and expansive are different. Um, so sometimes like it's, it's the challenging thing. It is the thing that you've been putting off, but you're like, nope, this feels like what I'm, what I need to be doing right now. Um, in that case, you know, do that. So they're kind of complicated, simple, but complicated concepts. So I recommend just playing with them a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the simple, but not easy, but I love that distinction yeah. of, you know, easy isn't always expansive. And I think, that's something that I've been playing with and, and working on myself lately is is looking at what is the most important thing that I need to get done. And like you've just hit on, you know, with the access consciousness stuff, it's like, you know, what feels light? What does it feel like I'm supposed to be doing right now? And then, you know, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of people listening and I used to be one of them who, you know, you write down the the daily checklist and you go for the easiest items first because you know they're going to take the least amount of time or whatever. It doesn't take that much energy. But before you know it, the hard thing is the thing that's still on the list day after day after mm -hmm. day. And um, so I love that distinction you just made. And so now – Maybe can moving... I give one concrete oh, example of course. that? Yeah. So, so an example is um, I was thinking of doing these virtual events this year and starting to create these one-to-many offers because most of my work is one-on-one -on -one right now. Um, and I know that's something I still want to do this year is shift into the one to many a little bit, but it was like, it was like this item on a checklist. Every time I went to do it, it felt hard. Mm. And so, um, about a week or two ago, I finally sat down and I said, Hmm, this is feeling not expensive, <laughs> feeling, you know, constricting. And there's this other project I've been thinking about creating that was like had a lot of energy with it. Every time I thought about it or talked about it, I got really excited. But I was so attached to this 
idea and I had told a lot of people I was going to do these and what have you, like my ego was in it, right? So um, it it took a lot even for me as someone who knows this um, to let those go and to say, you know what? I can always pick them back up again, or maybe there's another one to many offer that's wanting to be created. But in the moment, this is what has energy. And so that's just a more concrete example of, of how that might play out. It can be a moment to moment thing, or it can be something bigger. Like you had this big plan to do this thing, but when you actually feel into it, it's like, no, like, I don't think that's, I actually don't think that's it. So, um, just kind of a, an example. From yeah. Thank you so business. much for, sh- thank you so much for sharing it. it. It did clear it up. And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people can work on. So really thank you. And so moving into your business marketing with heart. So if you could just, how did you come up with that name? And then I, I love it because there's so many marketing agencies or, or just the word marketing itself. It sounds kind of sleazy. It's, it, you know, you think of the late night infomercials. So what is it about marketing with heart? Um, and, and why did you choose that name? And then, you know, obviously after speaking with you for this little bit, I mean, it's very easy to understand why that's implemented because you, you sound like a person who's very in tune with yourself and, and helping mm-hmm. others. So if you wouldn't just mind just explain that a little bit. Yeah. So the name actually came to me like late at night, one night when I was, (laughs) as um, it always does. Yeah. Like I was laying in bed. This was back probably, um, originally I just went under my name and I still primarily do, but I wanted something easier as far as my website because my name can be difficult to spell. So uh, I did online marketing with heart as my URL, but, um, I was laying in bed late at night, uh, probably a year and a half to two years ago. And, um, I thought marketing with heart, you know, I don't know, it just kind of came to me because um, my approach is, you know, it, it doesn't always sound like it when I talk about some of these things, but I'm actually very much on the kind of strategic, um, you know, copy linear launch, you know, strategy kind of <laughs> side of things. Um, but I found that those on their own did not excite me. Um, the reason I specialized in purpose-driven entrepreneurs is because my passion is making a difference in the world. My passion is transformation with people. And I, I sensed that, you know, a lot of people were coming to me saying, you know, I've worked with other copywriters, I've worked with other strategy people, and they sort of have this one-size-fits-all approach. Like they want to fit me into their launch strategy, you know, that they yeah. tell everybody to do. Or, um, you know, they they just they have this kind of salesy, sleazy voice that's not my voice. Um, And so what I've really specialized in and what what comes naturally for me is sort of where the intersection between business and marketing and those linear pieces meets this sort of personal development, heart-centered, intuitive side. Um, Because what I found is that a lot of people will try to do the one-size-fits-all model. They'll go take the courses, they'll learn about copy, they'll learn about whatever, and then they go, you know, why isn't this working for me? And I say, so for example, let's take the three-video, you know, launch funnel sequence that a lot of people do, which (laughs) is sort of the Jeff Walker style, which is brilliant, Um, you know, and it's been hugely successful for a lot of people, but some people will come to me and say, well, I, I did that and it didn't work for me. And I say, well, do you like being on video? And they say, no, I hate it. And I say, well, there's <laughs> probably your answer right there, right? What do you, what do you love? What do you resonate with? Where do your, you know, what are your clients going to kind of um, resonate with? And and they'll say, well, you know, I really, I love face to face. And I say, well, have you, you know, what about an event or whatever, right? It, it just depends on the person. Um, but there's there's somewhere, and this is something I talked about in my my 126 talk at Archangel, which was um, was follow the momentum. It's like 
where is their move, where's their excitement, energy, movement? That's kind of what we've been touching on here too. What what's natural for you and exciting for you, and that's probably where you're going to see success. So all of this is sort of tied into this marketing with heart idea. It's like heart centered, authentic communication following your intuition, following the momentum and where that all comes together with these more linear, like there's, there's so many people out there that can teach you like the copy strat, you know, the copy techniques or the strategy. And, and I definitely do that with my clients. Um, but, but those on their own aren't really the answer. Those on their own won't get you the results. It's when they're really in alignment with you and, and what's right for you and what's right for your target market that you're really going to see um, results. So that's kind of where all of that came from. (laughs) Yeah. And that's totally what differentiates you is that you are going about this in a way to help the individual person. And I think that's probably attributed to a lot of your success. And I love that you talk about, you know, speaking to your audience authentically, because we all can tell when you hear the, the marketing pitch or you see the commercial or you get the you know email blast from somebody, you can tell if it's authentic or if it's just one of these cookie cutter, mm-hmm. you fill in your own business name and person's name type of deal. We can mm-hmm. all sense that. And I think it really makes total sense that it needs to be authentic because ultimately when the people we're selling to – or the people that are going to buy our stuff, they just want to feel, you know, important and a part of what you're doing. And they want to feel like you are actually helping them. You're not just out there doing this, you know, one size fits all deal. And like you mentioned, there are, there are ways to get that done. And there are, you know, there's a time and a place for the one size fits all to help a mass amount of people. But I love what you're doing on the one-to-one basis. And just, mm-hmm. just for, uh, just out of curiosity, what was it like? Um, just explain to to myself and my audience the first time you made a sale uh, for your own personal business and what that you know moment was like, and and what the project was, and and just kind of that whole experience of you taking the leap, starting your own thing, and and finally getting that person to trust you to help them. Mm. Mm, I'm trying to remember. Um, it feels like a long time ago. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think I had a bit of a unique experience in that I was I was sort of entrepreneurial from a young age. So, um, so to me, selling didn't feel you know like selling. It just felt like having conversations, and it still does. And um, if if I'm a fit for someone, and you know, and what they're looking for, and their price point, and whatever else then it's just kind of a natural, like, okay, great. Like we, you know, let's schedule it kind of thing. Um, as opposed to like me getting on the phone, trying to sell something. So I always get onto my discovery calls really with the intention of like, you know, is this the best thing for both of us or, or how can I serve this person? So often that will show up as me referring them to someone else or saying, you know, I don't think you're quite at this stage yet. Like here's maybe what you need for where you are. Um, so so I guess there's not a specific one standing out in my memory for that reason. I mean, there I sort of just jumped into it and was like, I'm copywriting. And, you know, <laughs> I was way undercharging in the beginning and, um, you know, way overworking because I was just didn't have the confidence yet and, and know kind of how to structure all of that. But um, so there was no sort of big, you know, but I think at every point in in my business, when I do up level, if I say I sell a big contract or um, I work with a dream client, you know, or someone gets referred, I get referred to the most amazing people these days where I'm working with, you know, best-selling authors and, um, you know, people who are doing multiple seven figures in their business and are really well known in the industry. And 
you know, not as a bragging thing. It's just like, wow, like to me, those are like the bigger moments where I get off a discovery call and we've decided to work together. And I'm like, this is amazing, right? That these people are, are choosing to work with me and that this is what's in alignment. So um, it's sort of a roundabout answer because there's not a specific one standing out in my memory from early on. It's more um, having these conversations, seeing how I can serve people. And of course, there are these pinch me moments along the way. Um, so that's, that's what's been <laughs> true yeah. for me. Thank you for sharing. And so you 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 hit on something that got me thinking. So you just kind of jumped right in and said, hey, I'm a copywriter now, you know, come do business with me. So <laughs> for the person who's listening right now who has an idea or a passion, something that they want to start doing, but they just are afraid to take that leap. They're afraid to step out of their comfort zones and actually, you know, put up the sign for business, if you will, what would you say to that person just to kind of encourage them or, or what was the pep talk that you received um, just to take the leap and, and trust yourself and go for it, whether you, you know, are a raving success or you, you, you know, you don't quite hit what you wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, my biggest advice for people, you know, I, I was sort of a unique case. And actually, I, I did, I worked a job for six months out of college, a virtual job. And then I, I went to halftime with that job when I started copywriting. Um, and then, and then jumped fully into my own business. Um, so I always tell people, don't, you know, in the beginning, don't put all your eggs in one basket, unless you're just so sure. And you're just going for it. And that just feels right. Um, if, if that's not the case, if you're feeling, you know, a little nervous or just kind of want to test it out a little bit first, like if you have a job, keep your job for a little while. Or, you know, if you're, if you're, whatever the case may be, you know, don't put all the pressure on yourself around that thing that you want to launch. Um, so then you can sort of do it as like a project or a practice run, you know, see if you can sign one client or, you know, depending on what, what industry you're in. Um, I think that's a really great way to do it. I did it by going to halftime with that job and starting to take on clients on the side. Then it wasn't like make or break. It wasn't like, if I don't sell this client, I can't pay my bills. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and so it took the pressure off and I always aim to, to have that energy of not having sort of pressure around a conversation. Because again, another lesson I learned early on is when you do take a client that's not the right fit for you, even if it pays the bills, um, it can just end up being not a great experience for both of you if if that energetic alignment wasn't there. So, um, so you know, set it up so that you're not under pressure if possible and make it something, you know, you want to stay in the fun around it. So yes, it'd be awesome to make money with it. Of course, that's part of how you see if something's really viable, if it's something that you're thinking about doing as a, as a business or a career. Um, but, but start it as a project or, you know, see if you can take one, one or two clients, set little goals for yourself that you can celebrate along the way. And um, from there, that'll also help you see, is this a viable idea or a viable business? I think one of the biggest mistakes I see early entrepreneurs make is they they try to kind of get everything perfect and then they like quit their job and then try to start their thing. So they like get the perfect website and the beautiful branding and all this kind of stuff. And then they quit their job and then they go and then they don't understand why they're not getting any sales, right? And then mm -hmm. maybe six months down the road, they go, actually, this isn't the thing I wanted to do. After all, I want to do this other thing. So they've invested all this money and energy and time only to sort of, you know, feel let down. So the alternative to that is to 
um, do, like I said, a project or something you test out or whatever and see if it's viable. I always share that I got to six figures in my business um, within about a year by with almost no marketing and no email list. And I had a crappy three-page WordPress blog <laughs> that I put up myself. I have screenshots of it. Um, put up myself um, to look like a website. And that's the way I got started. But I just, it start, you know, I started to generate word of mouth and so on. So I did other things. But um, I would share that with people because I'm a marketing expert. I know all the fancy marketing stuff. But even now, if you look at my website, it's very simple. There's, it's not a lot of copy. I don't have, you know, a ton of content or videos or any of those things, which again, everybody's business is different. But um, yeah, so I'm giving you a lot of different <laughs> pieces in one <laughs> one response here. But um, uh, don't try to get it perfect, I guess, and take the pressure off. Find a way to to dive into your passion project and see if it's really viable and see if it's something you really want to earn money with. Yeah, that I think that's the absolute perfect advice because. I've seen the same thing where, you know, people go all in and then realize like you like you hit on either it doesn't work the way they thought it would or it's actually not in fact what they're truly passionate about. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing that. And real quick, last question before we get into the rapid fire portion of the show, what is the next one thing that you're working on or the, the next thing that you're up to that you're most excited about right now? Mm, what am I most excited about right now? I think... You know, I, I'm starting, like I said, one to many is still something I'm definitely going to do, I think, uh, probably a little bit later in this year. Um, in the interim, I am working on a project I'm really excited about, which is um, partnering up with like graphic designers, or I'll be offering this to people in my business as well, um, where I do sort of copy consultations and training. So people will be getting like training video. Um, you know, if they can't afford to work with me or aren't quite ready to work with me at a one-on-one -on -one level where I write the copy for them, um, they'll get training videos on, you know, how to approach, let's say, writing the copy for their website. Um, they'll go through that training video, draft their copy, and then we'll jump on a copy consultation where I'll basically walk through it with them in real time, sh screen sharing, and be sort of editing and so forth, um, along with them and they get that video and they can go from there and kind of perfect it. Um, so that's a fun, that's the one I decided to, to work on rather than these, these virtual events in the short term. It feels really fun and expansive to me. It's a way for me to start to help people that again, um, I'm really impact driven. So I know there's a lot of people out there struggling with copy and marketing and I want to be able to support them even if they can't sort of invest, you know, at the level that maybe my one-on-one -on -one clients do. So that's the kind of new project I'm most excited about right now. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. All right. So let's get into the rapid fire portion here. So McKenna, when you think of success, who is the first person that comes to mind? Hmm. I have two. Uh, they may be sort of cliche, but I'd say Richard, <laughs> Richard Branson has always been a big role model for me and Oprah Winfrey. So a little cliche, but I love that they are both, I feel very impact and mission driven um, and kind of serial successes. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're both fantastic people to to have as role models. I mean, they're doing things at the ultimate highest level and having yeah. the biggest amount of impact. Kind of that ripple effect, which I'm all about. Exactly, exactly. So what one book would you recommend or what one book do you gift the most? Mm, I think my most recent favorite is um, called The Last Safe Investment. It's by a couple of my mentors, kind of informal mentors, um, Michael Ellsberg and Brian Franklin. Um, 
it's it's just a brilliant. It's about basically kind of the skills that um, that never they're sort of like recession proof almost like um, the skills that are just can up level your life continuously um, in business and personal life and whatever. So that's a really, really great one on a, on the personal note. I know I keep cheating and giving you two, but no, that's on totally a fine. slash personal development side, I think, I think the most transformational book is um, the untethered soul. I tell people to read that all the time. It's incredibly powerful and has changed more lives than I can count. So um, the untethered soul and the last safe investment. Fantastic. Fantastic. And of course, for all of you listening, I will be linking um, to all this in the show notes. And so McKenna, what one podcast or online resource like a YouTube channel or something uh, do you currently tune into a lot of that you recommend to other people? You know, it's funny. I am just starting to get into podcasts. I actually like looking for recommendations. So maybe after we're done here, I'll turn that question around to you. (laughs) Um, And a lot of what I've done is like, not focus too much on um, following any particular sort of, you know, person or or anything because um, I find that it gets overwhelming, right? Like people get overwhelmed by having uh, too many different ideas and too many different people's advice they're listening to. So a lot of what I tell people is how to like turn inward to like learn the skills and then turn inward. Um, I'd say that instead of a podcast or a sort of YouTube channel or something like that that I follow, um, I basically observe myself when I'm online so Hmm. or in life so what I do is as I'm going through and I see an um, an email subject line that catches my attention or uh, a video that pops up on my newsfeed and that captivates me um, or someone some company you know sends me a coupon and I'm like can't wait to use it whatever it is I am an observer of myself um, interacting with marketing or any kind of content or messaging online. And I tell my my clients to do the same thing. So rather than, you know, sort of learning from any particular um, person or podcast or anything like that, I'm observing like, why did that subject line catch my attention out of the, you know, hundreds of emails I'm getting every day? Or what is it about this video that I'm like captivated by? And then I start to think, how could I use that? Or how could my clients use that in their businesses, um, you know, to to sort of have more success. So that's yeah. nice. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And I, I've, I've yet to do that. I'm going to steal that and, uh, and start doing that because I could yeah. see where that would make total sense and be such an impactful thing because it's true there. We are getting so much content thrown at us nowadays and it's, you know, what really is separating the stuff that we choose to look at and what we aren't choosing to look at. I think that's, that's fantastic advice. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. Down to the, um, if one last little piece on that is if you, um, if you are trying to figure out what subject line to do for an email, let's say, um, I will often send myself a test email, like most emails will, email servers will allow you to do that. Send myself like three different test emails, the same email, but with three different subject lines. And I'll glance at my email inbox with, you know, all the other emails in it and those ones and see which one of those three catches my attention. And you know, or do I need to tweak it even more? And um, that's how I actually choose which subject line to use on an email a lot of the time. So just that's a brilliant. Tip. That's <laughs> brilliant. Thank you. So if you had to pick one part of your daily routine uh, to do for the rest of your life, if you couldn't do any other parts, what would that one part be and why? Mm, are we talking about daily routine, like morning routine or all day? What I do it, all day? It could be any one thing that you do throughout the day that you just cannot live without. Mm. 
No, I'm a people person. So I would say anything I get to do with people, whether that's, you know, getting on a Skype call and really connecting um, or, you know, getting in person with friends or clients or what have you, um, you know, I think online is phenomenal and, and it's been wonderful to, I think there's just so many opportunities that have come with, with the internet and so forth. But as much as I can get really with people, that's always my favorite part of my day. So that's a great answer, especially when things are becoming more and more, uh, less about connecting with people. So McKenna, where can people find out more about you and what you're doing? Yeah. So my website is online marketing with heart. Like I said before, um, onlinemarketingwithheart.com. And um, there, if you want to get, you know, updates, I'm not, I'm not huge on emailing my list a ton. Again, I I feel like there's just so much out there and I don't like to overwhelm people. So I really only write when it feels um, like I have something great to share, but you can get on my email list there and get some of these 10 copy tips, a checklist and video. Um, I think that's the best way to, uh, to be in touch. And then if you want to reach out to me directly for anything, it's my name, McKenna, M-A-K-E-N-A, at onlinemarketingwithheart.com. Fantastic. And I will say, like you mentioned earlier, your website is, it's elegant, but it is simple. You don't have a ton of copy on there. And I, mm-hmm. I joined your list and I, and I got the 10 uh, tips. And I'm telling you, they for anybody looking for like just a quick you know thing to do in order to help their copy on their website, mm-hmm. you got to check it out because it really is short to the point, I think it's five pages and it's like mm-hmm. super easily laid out and it really, uh, it can have a lot of impact. Yeah. So, we my- didn't really get into a lot of those kind of nuts and bolts tips, but, but I do that in that, in that PDF and video. So. Perfect. Yeah. So for those of you who are looking for the copy nuts and bolts, check that out or reach out to McKenna. She was kind enough to share her contact info with us. So McKenna, we we always end the show with our guest sharing their favorite quote. So what quote would you like to share with us today? Mm, There's a quote by um, W.H. Murray, and I'm going to misquote it. So I'm going to type it in here and see if I can find it. Um, (laughs) The exact wording here. All right. Here it is. <laughs> so it's um, whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius power and magic in it. Begin it now. There it is. What a fantastic mm-hmm. way to end the show. McKenna, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. I've really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much, Philip. Great to talk with you. Yeah, of course. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time.